0: Valley Public Radio has partnered with the personal history project, StoryCorps, and its 2020 mobile tour. Since February 12th, StoryCorps has been in Fresno and Bakersfield, documenting the stories of residents in the San Joaquin Valley. As part of our collaboration, we'll be airing segments over the next year based on some of these recorded conversations. We start our StoryCorps San Joaquin series with Juan Luis Guzman and his sister, Bernice Guzman. The two spoke at the StoryCorps Airstream in downtown Fresno. Juan is a poet and professor in Fresno, and Bernice is a teacher in Dinuba. They started by talking about home. It's something Juan asked his students to write about that day, and it got him wondering where home was for the two of them.
1: I know. It's weird. Like we never actually lived in Mexico, but I always felt like we kind of like I grew up in Mexico, you Mm -hmm. know, even though we visited maybe like twice a year.
2: Me too. Me too. And it is like it's a little strange because we didn't grow up there. Mm -hmm. I was born there, you know, but I did come here at two months Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of age. But yeah, I can totally understand what you mean by home.
1: And you're the only one in our family that was born in Mexico.
2: I know. I used to take pride in that uh, when I was young. I still do. I I do take pride in that. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you think that it shaped your experience differently than ours? Because you had to go through naturalization. I did.
2: You know, it kind of provided me an insight as to, like, the process of the naturalization process. Mm -hmm. And I experienced it at the age of 16. So to me, it was nerve-wracking and scary. Um, But I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad I kind of have that experience because... You know, teaching in Dainuba where I teach, mm-hmm. um, some of my students will ask me questions and then I can be okay, I can relate to them or they can relate to me. You know, when the whole dreamer um, thing came to my eyes, and out of the shadows, I thought that could have easily been me. Mm-hmm. If my parents wouldn't have taken the time to get me my, you know, green card or my alien resident card, mm-hmm. we call it a Mika, the Mika, the then that could have potentially been me. Mm-hmm. And they would have just shaped—my life would have been so much different. So I have a lot of, you know, uh, gratitude to our parents that did that, Mm -hmm. that took the time to say, hey, we need to get this girl, her Mika, and get her—because my mom, according to the story, Mm -hmm. my mom said they were in line to cross the border, and they ran into one of our aunts, Tia Maria, who passed away, you know, and she said—my mom's like, we've been here since, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning— And we need this paperwork. And this is missing. And my dad's like, give her to me. I'll take her. I'll smuggle her in. And I don't think she was joking. (laughs) I think she was serious. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I could have easily, my life could have just changed so easily. It could have been so much different. So I have a couple questions. One question I want to ask you is, who has been the kindest to you?
1: I can't pinpoint, like, one specific person, but... The people that do come to mind are almost always teachers.
2: That's what I was thinking too. I think both of us went into the, that profession, you know, education, because our first, our first people that we knew that were professionals that had been to college mm-hmm. were teachers. Mm-hmm. Growing up in the like you said, my mom and dad didn't go to college. Our neighbors didn't go to college. We didn't know anybody who had been to college. Right. We, the only people we knew and we interacted with on a daily basis were our teachers.
1: Mm-hmm. After our sister died. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were young still um, I think even then a lot of teachers were kind you know because they knew that we had potential I guess I don't know I mean I, I've always loved school right you know after Isa died that teachers I think even before that they wanted to help me but after that they knew that I needed their help you know what I mean like
2: I think they saw the potential in us
1: so I'll talk about like Mrs. Ariola, right you know in fourth grade Um, when Issa died, she took me to the back of the room and she gave me a Robert Frost poem, Stopping by Woods on Snowy Evening. And she read it to me and we read it together. And that was like my first introduction to poetry. And I was like raw after Issa died. And I didn't have anyone to talk to, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's when I started writing. And like, she put me on that path. And you are know? only in
2: fourth grade. And I was in fourth grade. Like, Robert Frost I, is in fourth grade. Yeah, major. who
1: reads Robert Frost in fourth grade, you know? Yeah. And then um, I wrote, like, an essay on Martin Luther King Jr. And it won, like, a rotary mm-hmm. contest. And I was like, okay, I guess this is, like, something that I could do. So I do think, like, because that teacher was kind to me, that that's why I am where I am today. I'm glad I did this. Yeah, me too. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming and doing this. It was uh, different than just... And we didn't really cry.
2: No, I know. I only used one
1: tissue. Uh Uh-huh. I feel
2: like I could be here for another hour, though. (laughs) I know.
1: Can we steal someone else's spot? (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. And I love you. Love you too, brother.
0: We also wanted to let you know that the StoryCorps San Joaquin listening event, scheduled for March 19th, has been canceled and will be rescheduled to a new date later in the year.